0: Welcome everybody, I'm your host Brian Basilico and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey peeps, it's been over 22 years since my wife Kim and I built our house. Over that time we've seen every house in our cul-de-sac sell at least once and most multiple times. Almost every original owner has left. Back then, we had two kids, multiple pets, and living here was more than spacious. Now it's just too much, with just the two of us and a dog. Even before the pandemic hit, we would daydream about moving to Costa Rica or somewhere tropical. But it was just a daydream. I knew that even moving down the street in the same town would be a challenge on multiple fronts. Just moving and downsizing was going to be hard enough. The major obstacle that was standing in our way of moving to another house or town or state or country was Kim. She is highly change averse. Now, back in the early days of my business, I hired a sales coach. And I wanted to overcome my fear of sales. I was just filled with guilt of asking people for money. I was born so New York Italian and Catholic that my mother was a travel agent for guild trips. It's a joke, people. I simply lacked the self-confidence to ask what my hourly time was really worth to my clients, so I always underpriced and undersold what I was doing for them. That coach, Kathy Demers, taught me the first major lessons about sales success. She held up a dollar bill and she said, do you know what this is? I said, of course, it's a buck. She said, well, sure, but more importantly, it's a certificate of appreciation. The more value you provide for your clients with your time and outcomes, the more certificates of appreciation they're willing to give you for it. From that day forward, I started looking at money and how I charge for what I was doing very differently. Clients were not paying me as people paid me before when I had a job. That was just trading hours for dollars. What clients did is reward me for the results that I brought them from the time and services that I was providing. Another sales lesson that I learned through almost 750 podcasts and interviews is that marketing and sales are two separate activities that require completely different skill sets and talents, but they were also joined at the hip like fine ballet dancers. When one jumps, the other one has to be there to catch and support it. Otherwise, somebody's going to have a bad day when gravity takes hold. No amount of marketing can make a sale if the sales process is broken. Also, sales need to be supported by a cohesive marketing story throughout the buyer's journey. Both have to be aligned for sales to grow and to gain more of those certificates of appreciation. And one last thing. Consumer sales are very different than business-to-business sales. Consumer sales are often just interactions between a brand and a consumer. B2B sales, more often than not, require a relationship between your sales reps and decision makers. Often, there are as many as six people who are involved in the buying process. Think about purchasing, accounting, managers, C-level, etc. The next thing to consider is known as the buyer's journey. Over the course of the last few years, I've helped companies increase sales through marketing and I believe now I have a better understanding of the secret formula to success. There are five steps involved in the buyer's journey when it comes to B2B sales. The first step is creating awareness. This is where a prospect is made aware that you are in the business of potentially solving their problem or need. They don't need or even care about features and benefits or competitive advantages. They just need to know that you're there. It can take multiple interactions of awareness to get them to dig deeper. It could be that they already have a solution in place or that the need has not yet risen to the pain point level. They just need to know that you exist. Next is education. This is where they're willing to invest some time and attention in learning about how to look at things in a new way to solve their problem. It could be making them aware that they have a problem that they didn't even know existed. This is where you need to show them that you're empathetic and understand who they are and what they need. They need to be compelled to read your eBooks, blogs, watch your videos, or attend your webinars, and somewhere identify along the way that, hey, That's me they're talking to. This is where they start to like what you have and how you present it. The final marketing opportunity in the buyer's journey is the phase where they're making a buying decision. This is the point where the relationship between your salesperson or team starts to develop into sales conversations. If your salesperson is speaking a different language, like features, benefits, or objection closes, rather than what they're used to hearing while consuming your educational content, it just comes across as transactional versus relational. You have to make sure that your messaging and story continue the empathetic path you laid out in that last stage. If done properly, this is where the trust is built. Trust has to be earned in order for sales transactions to happen. The next two pieces are part of the sales portion of the buyer's journey. Once a buying decision is made, your team and your customer service reps or fulfillment managers have to make sure you continue to listen and be proactive to make sure the buyer still feels like the hero. That empathetic story has to continue to build further trust. This is the point where you have to manage expectations and communicate clearly and consistently. And finally, retention and additional sales. This is where you retain the customer and you should borrow from the educational part of marketing and continue to educate and enlighten your buyers. Apple does an amazing job of helping you discover some of the hidden or upcoming features of their phones and computers. They keep their customers excited and loyal to their brand, products, and services. So I believe that my greatest sales success was convincing my wife to sell our house and build a new house in another state. I created awareness that this house was just too big and expensive, and she said, I know. I educated her on the top three places in the U.S. to move right now. She said, I like Raleigh because it's warmer than Chicago, yet has seasons. And then I helped her make a buying decision by traveling to Raleigh and taking pictures and meeting realtors. I brought the right realtor in that helped us to build trust in the buying process. And finally, we took a test trip to Chicago with the car carrier, the dog, and sold her on the fact that a smaller city is going to be better for our lifestyle. I'm confident that this is the greatest sale I've ever made, and now I'm betting my life on it. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com until next time keep sizzling and remember it's all about the bacon